This is Dial a Dev, a podcast where I interview developers from all different backgrounds about how they got to where they are, and I'll ask them to share some words of wisdom and maybe even some fun stories. I'm Linda, and on this episode, I'll be talking to Janet, a graduate from a women's coding school in San Francisco called Hackbright Academy. She's been interested in coding since the sixth grade, but was deterred from taking things further after attending a technical summer camp. She found her first software engineer role challenging, and she did some soul searching after leaving it. She talks about what she did to regain her confidence, not only in her technical skills, but also in her passion for the trade. And I loved hearing about how courageous she was in confronting her struggles and how her perseverance led her to where she is now. And so this is Janet. My name is Janet. I'm an engineer too at HashiCorp. And I've been a software developer for about five years. After graduating college with an economics degree, I took the first job that would hire me and started off as an ad biller. When I met a coworker who had been coding to a boot camp, I decided to do the same. Thanks so much for sharing your experiences with us today, Janet. I want to know what first got you into tech? I mean, I always knew about computers and stuff growing up. So I was exposed at a young age. Like I had the previous to iPads, like Apple laptops and stuff in the 90s. That kind of like was always in the back of my mind. Like I was like always knew things about technology and just was influenced along the way when I was younger. Just somewhere along the way, like I didn't see a lot of girls signing up for cyber camp and things like that that I had been in when I was in middle school. And I think I just kind of like edged away from software development and technology until I was working at Pandora after college and like happened to work with other engineers. And then they kind of were like, oh, you you seem like you might be good at coding. Like, do you want to try it out? And then I was like, yeah, I, I secretly wanted to do this like forever, but I never knew like I would be welcomed or like that it was even a possibility for me because I didn't know anybody else like me that was doing it. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that you were always interested in tech and somewhere along the way you decided that wasn't the route you wanted to go. Can you elaborate more on why? I think like looking back on it, I definitely see like certain events that may have pushed me away from pursuing more computer like things because my friends weren't doing it. And I didn't know other people that I wanted to be friends with that were doing it. (laughs) That makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's all about that social proof, if you will. It's hard to get into something when you don't see anyone like yourself doing it. So the the one event that I remember from this like one cyber camp that I went to in like sixth grade summer or something like that, like I got a scholarship for it and it was like, oh, great. And then I went to the camp and everyone was like, oh my gosh, are you the girl that like got the scholarship for cyber camp? And I was like, I guess they were like, you're supposed to like, you got the full scholarship so you could stay at the sleepaway portion, which I had no idea that it existed. But literally I was the only girl <laughs> who was like signed up for this whole sleepaway camp uh, situation. So I was like, obviously I'm not going to like hang out with like all of you 11 year old boys. <laughs> that I do not know. So it was just, I think it was like, wow, like kind of isolating. And like, I just kind of did my own little thing on on the computer there, but didn't really like find any friends. 
That sounds super isolating. And I think having a support system like you did with your coworkers later on is super important because they renewed an interest in computing in you that you really had all along. Um, what was your thought process leading up to joining Hackbright? What was that experience like? It all happened because I became friends with an engineer that I was working with and he was like very senior. And so I was like, oh, if you think like I'm good at or could be good at engineering, I was like, maybe I really could do this. And like secretly, it really like affirmed something that like I really wanted to do. And then a newer coworker joined the team, an engineer, and she had been to Hackbrite. He was like, oh, you know, I heard she went to a coding boot camp. Maybe you could do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yes, maybe I could do that. Like now there was a real path for me as someone who didn't have a CS degree. I also took a Python programming course online while I was working. And that kind of also affirmed like I was like, this is great. Like for loops, I was all for it. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm really glad that you found out about Hackbrite through your coworker. So what was your actual Hackbrite experience like when you actually got there? Yeah, um, actually, the Hackbrite experience for me was like just all wonderful. <laughs> like it was like a big rainbow in my life because like in my mind, I was like, great, I don't have to like work nine to five. I get to just like learn. And I think I missed that a little bit. Maybe I wasn't learning per se as much at work. For me, it felt like I was just like kind of in meetings and like talking to a bunch of people, having to wrangle that kind of thing. So I was really, really happy that I wasn't working. And the learning portion of it too, like I really, I guess like I thought it was easy at the time. I was like, this is great. It's all sticking in my brain and I'm just like taking notes. That's like really helping me keep it in my brain. Yeah. So I was, I was very happy. And it was also like um, my first time, like being in like an all women environment, really having gone through like public schools and just like large college experience. So like, I wasn't really surrounded by like a small group of women that we, we were all just doing the same thing. So that also was like very nurturing, I think, for the learning environment. I love that you describe it as a big rainbow. Um, do you think you had an edge going to an all-female boot camp as opposed to a co-ed one? Yeah, maybe. The flip side is that I thought like Hackbright was so nice and like inviting for that learning environment. But then my first job I felt was like kind of the complete opposite. So it was like a little bit of a culture shock which I don't think is like a poor reflection of Hackbrite not preparing me for that, but maybe more like a reflection of how I feel the tech industry is now and like just the culture has, it can be improved upon a lot. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting to hear that you felt it was kind of a culture shock since my experience was a bit different because I think I was already well aware of the culture and had been exposed to it in other ways like in online communities and forums. So can you talk a little bit more about your experience with your first job in tech? So I got the job through my friend, the initial friend that I had at my previous job. And so I was like, great, I have a job right out of boot camp, which I was really happy about. I was also a little bit coming from this arrogant, like, oh, I just already have this job. And like, I've seen how engineers are like catered to at my previous company. So I was like, oh, I've got it made. Like, I'm like done now, which I think in retrospect was like totally the opposite <laughs> mindset I should have had. 
I feel like when I got to my new job, I was like, great, I'm kind of done. And like, I have to do all this coding that I don't have the endurance for. Just like keeping all of those different code paths in my head, I wasn't used to. I was just used to working on my very small project. It was just a lot at once. And I wasn't sure like who I could ask questions to because I just had too many and (laughs) I didn't ask enough questions to understand what I was doing. And I think also it was just like maybe not a good fit because it was like, oh, it's just the start of a team and maybe they weren't ready to hire a junior engineer. Oof, that sounds really hard. Um, So how did that experience affect you and what did you do after that? Yeah, well, so I was let go after a year. And so then I was like, oh, no, do I even have what it takes to continue doing this? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, this is just like one experience, but like I knew other people from my coding bootcamp, like they were still going or like maybe they were still looking for a job. I just decided to like take some time off because I wanted to take some time off anyway. And like, oh, go visit my family in Japan and do things that like I felt like I couldn't do while I was working. But then at the same time, like I made Uh, packed with myself where I was like okay let's just code for fun which is something that I didn't really do before Um, just like code on my own and see if like it's still interesting to me I said like oh just do just one hour of coding a day or something like that something that I felt like I could achieve when I did that I just basically like rewrote things that I had learned from my first year on the job like at my pace and like at my understanding and that really like affirmed I like doing this. This is like interesting to me. I enjoy it. Like when I don't have like all this pressure or maybe like certain people to work with. Wow. Good for you. You, you basically took yourself on like a coding retreat because, well, I, I recently went on a meditation re- retreat where we just meditated all day. So it's kind of like you did that, but with code. So, and, and you had something to show for it too. Yeah. And then I also had like a little bit of code to show when I did end up interviewing. So it's like, oh, what were you doing for a year? It's like, oh, I was doing something. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's incredibly smart. So I know after this period of time where you regained your confidence in coding, um, you went on to get two more jobs, one before your current one. So what has the interview process and prep work been like for you? I studied using like interview cake and doing like the algorithm questions and things like that. I got a full day long interview um, at that, at the company I ended up with. And um, that was super exhausting (laughs) to do a whole day of interviews. So I was like, I hope I I get it. Um, And I didn't think I did amazing, but there was um, a woman engineer on the team what ended up happening was on the interview panel when they were making the decision, she really went up for me and was like, I know she's junior, but like, I want her. And then I was hired. And I heard this story later, not from her, but from other people. That is an incredible story. I love that. So you had somebody on the other side advocating for you. I love that. Um, So since you have three different experiences to compare, what would you say are some benefits and trade-offs to uh, working for a smaller versus larger company? Even though I'm currently working at a much larger company, like 1000 plus, 
parts of it definitely feel really similar to the smaller company where I was just working on a small backend team. It's like I still work on a smaller team at my current company, um, but there's just like a lot more other smaller teams that I can work with. Whereas like before it was just like, okay, if it doesn't get done within your team, then it's not going to get done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then all the onus is all on you and your team to get things done. And that could be a lot of work for one team. So what are some other challenging parts um, that you encountered during your journey to becoming a software developer? Yeah, I think like there's different parts that have been challenging throughout my career. Right after the boot camp, the most challenging part was the endurance to code all day. I just didn't have that. Um, maybe it's like also kind of like work ethic as well. I just like did not have the endurance for that. <laughs> but once I feel like I kind of pushed myself to continue coding even past when I was tired, which I don't know if that's like the best way to learn it, but I got through it that way. The next part that was challenging is I think more of the culture aspect of tech. It's like, okay, now I feel like I can breathe and like actually code in the like survival pyramid of coding but now I'm like okay how do I feel on my team and it's like do I feel like I belong things like that yeah I think the second part of what you mentioned is not discussed often so how did you get over such feelings of not belonging I think like at first I was like okay I don't feel like I belong but also like I don't care enough about that and I'm just going to continue coding because that's like the most important part for me right now Maybe just along the way, I slowly became friends with different people on the team. And basically, yeah, we hired new people and they were just more welcoming. I've also found team dynamics to be really important. It sets the tone for productivity, overall culture, everyone's moods. So yeah, totally get that. Um, so what is something that came up for you that you didn't account for? Was there anything that you didn't feel prepared for or you didn't really have a deep understanding of? Something that I didn't really understand was virtual machines and how they were used in local development environments. But I was like very confused. I was like, what is a vagrant machine? Where is it? <laughs> I don't understand why I have to run these commands and what they do. I think in the very beginning, it's just you don't know how to form the question because you don't know like what you don't know. I, I was getting answers like, okay, so there's like a file here and then it creates this other file. And I'm just like, okay, but like, I don't understand like the high level, like why or something. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. I always say that to people in the context of encouraging them to just ask more questions. Um, but do you so do you regret anything from your first job? I think this needed to happen, like the let go from my first job. But it would have been nice if I didn't have to go through that. And I just had like maybe the work ethic for it or it wasn't like any one person's fault, but I feel like I was definitely to blame partly as well because I just feel like I didn't work that hard at that job. Mm, so it sounds like you learned quite a few things from your first job. If we could zoom back and just look at the bigger picture of your entire career path, like all the way from your education and all the way from sixth grade, would you do anything differently about your career path if you could go back and just kind of like 
redo everything all over again? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's like another story about in college where I felt like excluded from computer science there. So that's kind of like another reason why I didn't pursue computer science, I think, in college. So I was like, oh, maybe I can do it now. And then my boyfriend at the time, his brother was a computer science major and he was just so uh, unwelcoming, just kind of like gave off this vibe. Like he thought I was really stupid for messing up in some stat class or something that we had both taken. And I was like, I cannot take a class with this person um, or other people like him. Although I was listening to a different interview of uh, this podcast or Monica's episode and she mentioned like, oh, maybe she missed out on like a nice community at a boot camp versus like computer science major, like maybe it wasn't really all that welcoming, like all the students in it. So I don't know, I hadn't really thought of it that way until I heard the interview. And I was like, that's a very positive way to look at it. And maybe yeah, I did gain a lot of confidence from knowing that other people like me from Hackbright were continuing to do well. So I was like, I can continue to do well. Right, everyone's experience is different and equally valuable. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is I know you'd gone to therapy and it helped you a lot. So did you go because of work-related stress and how did it really shift your mindset? Yeah, no, I was going for like other personal reasons. And then this also came up as like something that's going on in my life. And it was identified like, I was like, oh, there's a lot of fear for me at work about like me not being good enough at work. And so I think it was just, it was mainly like one session that we like really focused on it. It made a big difference for me. It was just like a mindset shift of like, instead of like, you cannot do this. It was like, what if you just think like, I can do this. And it was like, it made a big difference for me. So we talked a lot about challenges, but I'm really curious now about what your favorite parts of software development are and if you have any advice to give to somebody who's deciding if they want to pursue software development as a career. Yeah, I mean, I think like it can be a very pragmatic choice, like realistic, because it does have such a high salary. That was definitely a big draw for me. And then also another part that I really liked about it was like the idea of like, oh, you're going to have a lot less meetings, like a lot less emails and more long blocks of time where you can just do your own work. That was really appealing to me. I think the combination of those two things is why I pursued it. So it's like, if that sounds like something you'd be into, like kind of like work on your own or like not as a social, maybe not to say it's not a social job, but it's a different kind of social job where you talk to people who might not be that social. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would think. But there's other technical roles like product managers and things like that. If you're more of the like, I would like to collaborate on meetings and projects and stuff. It can definitely be a very pragmatic choice for a career. And I'm really glad that you stuck with it. And Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us today, Janet. I know your story will inspire those who might be experiencing some of the same challenges you did in the beginning. So really glad to have you. Thanks for listening to Dial-A-Dev. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please send them to dialadevpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.